In this episode, I talk with a good friend who made a pretty significant career pivot in his life. And so we are going to discuss that, how he did it, why he did it, some of the advice that he shares with other people who are interested. Uh, And then we're going to talk about how he's beginning to diversify his revenue streams as he's spinning up a side business that I think anybody could pursue if they're interested. I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Solopreneurs. So I wanted to welcome Nate Davis to the show. Nate and I are old friends, have known each other for many years, actually. He's a local friend, which is very rare these days. Uh, And we met through CrossFit and uh, our families have attended the same gym and gone to all kinds of events together. But I thought it'd be great to have Nate on the show. So welcome to the show, Nate. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, Larry. Really uh, appreciate your time. So let's start off with telling the listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Okay. So um, my name is Nate Davis, obviously. Uh, I am an active realtor in in our community. Um, I uh, do real estate coaching. Um, I'm in the middle of uh, developing a mastermind program for investors that want to learn how to uh, flip houses and wholesale houses. Um, And uh, yeah, yeah, I I think that's actually the best, the best part about what I do. Um, But I'm kind of just, you're, you're, you're everything real estate guy at this point. (laughs) Love it. Love it. So I've often talked with folks and I work with folks who've done one or more kind of career pivots. Like I work with one guy, it's kind of his brand. He talks a little bit about it, that he used to be doing blue collar work, like construction. And then he went into teaching and then he went into insurance and then pivoted into tech and became a designer. And so he's a software designer now. And he talks about the power of that and, and you're a career pivoter too. So you didn't start like coming straight out of school and went into real estate. You were doing some other stuff and, kind of found your way into that. So what made you wake up one day and say, you know what, I need to make a change in my life and and go into something that I think is going to be more lucrative for my future. Yeah. So, you know, obviously out of high school, um, based on the town that I live in, a lot of people either are going to go to a junior college or, you know, go on and work blue collar work. They're going to be a construction worker. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to just kind of follow in the status quo. And I, I was one of them, yeah. you know, I, I started going to a JC, uh, was working as a roofer for a very short period of time. And then I got a job at a grocery store and quickly moved my way up into a management role. And, you know, in that management mm-hmm. role, my goals was always to, you know, really work my way up the ranks. I wanted to, you know, become a VP or, you know, something up there, um, with, with the badge that says, so, you know, this is, this means I'm important. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, got to, yeah. <laughs> it got to the point where I'm, I'm teaching financials classes down at the district office and, you know, going on special projects. Um, and that was great, uh, until I kind of was looking around at the lifestyle that everybody had that was in the roles that I wanted to be in, or even, you know, mm. uh, at the roles of, you know, my direct supervisor, uh, which would have been my next step. And I was like, you know, I don't think that this is conducive to the life that I want to live. You know, I, sure. I have split yeah. days off. I don't get to choose 
when I have a day off. Um, I'm constantly working longer hours than anticipated. My social life is diminishing. Um, my value to the company, it was really evident, was pretty low at certain times when you're not hitting these mm -hmm. performance, you know, based incentives or, or whatever mm -hmm. the case yeah. may be. Um, and so I actually had bought my first house at, you know, 21 years old. And during the process of buying my first house, I was like, hey, if this guy can be a realtor and he can do this job, <laughs> I think I can. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was bragging about all this money that he was making and all this stuff. And I'm like, this guy does nothing. Like, what? I find a house on Zillow and I could do this for sure. Um, right, and I had had right. some I had had some family friends growing up that were in the mortgage industry. But I knew that I didn't want to do that because mm. I'm not somebody that's going to sit in an office all day. Right. So like sure. Yeah. When I was kind of analyzing, okay, if I want to get into real estate, there's a lot of different things to do in real estate. Like, do I want mm -hmm. to be a mortgage broker? Do I want to be an appraiser? Do I want to, you know, be a realtor? And that's the path that I ultimately chose. So I kind of pivoted, started getting my real estate license during, you know, my employment still with the company that I was with. And uh Smart. Smart. and then, you know, kind of pivoted and, and went from there. It was kind of jumping in with the blocks on my feet in the deep end, you know, sure, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it has proven to be, you know, an acceptable pivot at, yes. at that point, <laughs> at that point in my life, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. For folks who don't know, Nate is one of the top agents in the County. I mean, he's, he's really good at what he does and people know his name. Um, you did something that's smart. A couple of things that are really smart that I recommend. And a lot of people don't do, which is, one, you looked up the ladder and you took a look at the lives of the people that you were pursuing that, yeah. that next step up the ladder. And you're like, wait a second, this doesn't look like what I want my life to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They just kind of climb and they say, got to get next, got to get next. And it's like, take a hard look at those people and say, is that where I want to end up? Yeah. And that's the first thing you did. I think that's fantastic. The other is getting your license and getting the education and training while you had a job. So that's important. And I, I talk with people about this, like plan your next move while you're employed mm -hmm. so you don't feel desperate. You know, yeah. you're not panicking going, oh no, I'm running out of money and my bank account's dropping and yeah. I need to just take whatever I can take. You know, you had time to think about it and plan yeah. and, and do all that. So you are really good at what you do. Um, what do you think makes you stand apart from the other agents out there and what makes you do so well? I mean, you really have done well. I, I think, honestly, um, the, the foundational piece to my success is just the fact that I'm going to work hard for you and I'm going to be honest, right? I think those yeah. are two foundational pieces in a lot of things mm -hmm. in life, um, but definitely like in my business, sure. especially in the beginning, um, you know, people know that I am new at my career. I'm, I don't have a lot of experience under my belt, but I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to tell you if I don't know the answer, I'm going to go find it and I'm going to work hard for you. I'm going to treat you ethically and, and I'm just going to be forthcoming with all the information. Um, and, and if I, if I need to, I'm going to, you know, go off and, and get the answer. Um, so I think foundationally right. that was, you know, kind of what helped me in the beginning. Um, and, mm -hmm. and then just, as, as my career has evolved, um, my ability to kind of lean on others and, you know, leverage relationships, um, I think is a super undervalued part of our career. Mm -hmm. And in, in our industry, a lot of people look at, 
you know, other agents as kind of their rivals or, you know, somebody that Mm -hmm. they don't want to work with. Um, And I've learned over the years that the more relationships I can have, um, the better it's going to be for my career and for my client's success, Mm -hmm. whether buying or selling a house. Right. Um, And that also goes for like my relationship with the vendors or, you know, my escrow officer, my mortgage lender, um, just really getting out there and and developing those relationships and, you know, solidifying solidifying myself as kind of the expert in the area with, you know, the the connections to get the job done. Um, And and my career has just kind of grown exponentially, you know, over time because I've kind of leaned in on those core values, honestly. Right, right. Yeah, that is, I mean, I've bought, uh, and sold houses back in the Bay area, um, where we lived before we moved up here. And it's funny, like you said, the, the honesty is so important. That's why we finally went with who we went with when we bought our house there. Uh, the other folks, you know, they're like, well, this house is great for you. And this house is great for you. Every house was great for us. Like, no, it's not. It doesn't match <laughs> what we said we wanted. Yeah. Whereas the other lady who we ended up with, she would look at something, she goes, and we would just drive away fast. She'd come up and she goes, no, she'd say, this isn't, I'm not yeah. gonna waste your time. This isn't yeah. right for you. And I love that because the other agents were taking us through every property. I'm like, why are we in this house? This isn't even close to what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the one we end up going with when we sold very similar to you that she had deep roots in the community. She really knew the community well, and she had an entire notebook, you know, her address book full of contractors and experts and consultants that could help. Yeah. So when we needed stuff done to kind of get the house ready to sell, she was like, I got a guy, I got a couple yeah. of people super. I mean, th- the price was amazing. The quality was amazing. And I just got like, Hey man, take care of it. She was amazing. She's set and forget right and it turned out really well and we got a good deal selling our house it is about those relationships i absolutely think so i think that you know when you're a realtor you know you might have somebody that comes in behind you especially like on a listing appointment for example um Mm -hmm. and you know they may do it cheaper right and that's that's a given right just like any industry you know coaching or you know at the gym or whatever the case may be um, and, right. and I often, yeah. you know, oftentimes tell my, you know, potential clients like, Hey, look, like somebody might do this cheaper, but you know, my value is in my knowledge, my experience, you know, my ability to negotiate and what I bring to the table with you just having a full concierge service, you know, like right. from start to finish, yeah. I'm going to take care of you, whatever you need. You know, I've got vendors for staging for, you know, repairs for inspections, whatever the case may be movers, you know, right. um, yeah. And, uh, and then just go, going back to everything else, you know, my, my ability to be ethical and, and, you know, leverage my relationships to potentially even get, you know, exceed your expectation on price, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's so good. That's so good. So what do you think, cause you've been doing this for a while and I'm sure you've heard all kinds of stuff. <laughs> what yeah. do you think are some of the common misconceptions about real estate in the real estate industry? <clears throat> the process and stuff you've run into in general uh there's a lot <laughs> there's, I, I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions uh yeah, I, yeah. I think you know from uh uh client's perspective looking at you know a realtor's job right 
Um, a lot of people just think a realtor is a, a person that opens doors, right? And right, right. you, you get really, the lockbox. <laughs> you, you really uh, you just hold the key, so to speak. Um, but in reality, you know, if you're a good realtor, you know, you're you're a market expert, and you know the neighborhoods, right. and you know yeah. you know statistics and school districts, and you know all the different things. Mm -hmm. um, so. I think that's one of the, the most common misconceptions. And then kind of pairing off of that, you know, people think that we're overpaid, right? Because all we do is, you know, open a door. Um, so, open the door. <laughs> you know, I, I think that that's, I mean, that my opinion, we're not overpaid, but uh, uh, <laughs> so, some people are. Um, but I, I think, yeah. you know, in addition to that, like from a, a buyer's perspective, again, like, one of the misconceptions is you got to, you know, put 25% down or 20% down on a house and you have to have this big savings mm -hmm. account and you have to have this, you know, 750 credit score and, you know, you have to find your ideal house for your first house. And, and all of those sure, things are sure. kind of um, traditionally a thought process that we all were kind of fed growing up, you know, as the American dream. Um, but what I try to coach a lot of my first time buyers, even step up buyers is like, hey, look, like, there are loan programs out there for down payment assistance. There are ways to get the seller to pay for your closing costs. There are ways to minimize the mm -hmm. amount of money that comes out of your pocket to get into this house um, and buy the rate down or, you know, whatever it, it you know, it could be uh, to be able to help you afford it without having to save up hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, which is unrealistic in a lot of people's right. lives right. based on you know, lifestyle, income, inflation, whatever, you know, economics cycle you're in at the time. Um, so I think for a home buyer, that's really a big thing um, that we have to educate them because that's, that's a huge misconception. Uh, and then, you know, on the flip side, uh, a lot of sellers uh, tend to try to think that they know how to be the realtor and negotiate the price before you even set the price because the buyers are going to come in and they're going to lowball me or or whatever. So you, right, you really just right. have to educate them on on the process and how it really is going to flow. Right. So what do you think? I mean, this can be all kinds of stuff, but what do you think are some of the most important lessons you've personally learned along your journey? So not even just real estate, but your kind of your life journey, your career journey that have helped you get into a better place over the years where you feel like, you know what, I'm happy with where my life is and I'm happy with where I'm going versus some other folks that, you know, we both know that uh, things haven't turned out so well. Yeah. Uh, honestly, my, my personal biggest one is the people that you're around. Um, the people that mm, I've surrounded yeah. myself with um, has taught me more about a myself and uh, and it's put me in other environments to really put my mindset at the right you know spot. Whether my mindset needs to be in a state of relaxation and you know recovery sure. um, from from work or whatever, um, or if I'm around uh, you know my my closest three four people that are inspiring me to push myself to you know continue to rise mm -hmm. to another level. Um, I I mean that is one of the biggest things and biggest takeaways I've had probably over the last you know, definitely over the last four and a half, almost five years since, you know, I pivoted my life again, right. you know, right. Um, sure. And yeah. when I kind of looked around and said, Hey, I'm, yes, I'm a top agent. I'm just not going where I want to be based on the people that I'm surrounding myself with. And, uh, sure. I think that, you know, that's one of the biggest life lessons I've, I've had is just who, who I've surrounded myself with that are inspiring me to be a better me, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, James Altucher talks about that as you're seeing. He's like, and he talks about some of the greats, like music artists, writers, you name it, people in business. And he's like, you got to pay attention to who's in their scene, their circle of friends, and who's in your scene. Because like you said, either that's going to lift you up or it's going to pull you down. Yeah. And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to to sever those ties uh, or maybe not necessarily sever, but kind of pull back a little mm-hmm. from the friendships that you're like, is this really helping me be my best self? Yeah. Um, it's painful. Uh, it's part of growing up. And I think there's a difference between people who grow up and mature. And like you said, every five to 10 years, they're pivoting and pivoting. They're kind of saying, I'm a new person now. And I see who I want to be and I'm learning mm-hmm. as I go mm-hmm. yeah. and things I need to change in my daily routine in ways I take care of myself and my family and the folks who don't seem to do that. So yeah. it's one of the most important things is who's around you. It really is. I, I can say that I can look at different periods in my life and know uh, how my surroundings were uh, just based on, uh, on, you know, I can, I can literally look at my bank account to be completely honest. And I can look at like a past sure. bank statement, yeah. you know, and, and, and maybe this doesn't resonate with everybody, but like I can, based on the people I was hanging out with and the things I was doing, I could look at a bank statement and see the transition in my life. Like just looking right. back, yeah. you know, and I'm not, ta- I'm not true. talking about the bank balance. I, I'm looking at the transactions. I'm looking at, you know, who I was and what I was doing. The way you're spending money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the reckless behavior, the reckless spending, um, and then kind of honing in and pivoting and becoming more aware and, and more business minded and, and then, you know, growing, you know, in real estate, kind of circling back to that, you know, uh, starting to invest more in real estate myself instead of, you know, right. I, I was already a homeowner, right. But then practicing more of what I was preaching and teaching people. And instead of always telling people what to, you know, what to do and what decisions to make, you know, really listening to some of my own advice and growing a portfolio and, yeah. you know, uh, starting to flip houses and, and learn creative finance and, you know, kind of break off from the status quo of, you know, what I was telling people is not reality. Well, I, I mean, I've bought houses without ever using a bank mm-hmm. and then without using a dollar of my own money, you know? So, uh, right. I, I frequently yeah. do that actually. So, you know, learning those processes and, and pivoting and, and seeing my trajectory go up over time for sure. Yeah. Now, now that, that kind of brings up my next question is how do you keep learning and growing? So, and you have, you've expanded the way you're doing business and investing mm-hmm. and you've looked at ways to scale yourself. Cause I think we all know that trying to sell our time for money only goes so far. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it is get to a different point of how do I make deals where it's not just me, you know, my money that it's, mm-hmm. it's other money, it's investors and things like that. So what do you do to keep fresh and keep learning and keep growing to advance yourself? I've, I've kind of identified a few people like on social media that I want to follow. Um, I don't mm-hmm. follow and actually watch a lot of people. Like I have a lot of people that I follow. Sure. Right. Uh, but I've really honed in on kind of like a core of five or six people that I really, you know, kind of, okay. you know, want to model after. Um, and, yeah. and, and I've learned from their content and learned from the books that they write. 
Um, you know, I think Rich Dad Poor Dad was a book that really started to change, you know, my mindset and the way that I view kind mm -hmm. of money and mm -hmm. life and, and real estate. Um, and, and following people that are speakers like Ed Milet, who kind of helped me, you know, look internally and grow, mm -hmm. you know, from, from a spiritual standpoint, um, you know, and, and beyond. Uh, people like Grant Cardone that have been in you know, sure. posi yeah. in positions that I've p personally been in, you know, with his rehab and, you know, getting out of rehab and kind of mm -hmm. growing, mm -hmm. whether you agree with his philosophies or, or what, whatever, um, you know, he has done great things in the real estate sector, um, sure. post, yeah. you know, kind of being down at rock bottom and then figuring it out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so learning from those types of people and learning, Hey, these guys are doing great things and uh, right. they're doing it right. non-traditional ways. Um, and so really just continuing to identify, okay, Hey, that guy's doing it. How is he doing that? I'm going to watch YouTube videos yeah. or I'm going to, you know, read a book or who are they listening to? I want to go listen to that podcast um, right. because that podcast yeah. is going to, you know, open my brain up. And instead of just spending my dead time in a car, um, you know, listening to music, you know, finding mm -hmm. somebody that is talking about something that I want to learn about. You know, and, and then from there it expands, you know, I'm, I'm inquisitive right. naturally. And so I, I see this, this guy named Pace Morby on Instagram and this guy's buying houses without ever taking a loan or a credit check. And how's he doing it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's know? he doing that? <laughs> I, I want to figure that out. Uh, so right. I just yeah. push myself in that regard by kind of using the people that are influential on social media and it's free, you know, YouTube is free, yeah. you know, people That's have these right. excuses that they don't have the money to learn. There are billions of free videos out there in today's <laughs> technology world. There's zero reason not to continue to grow in my opinion, you know, yeah. and, and, and asking questions, people even locally, you know, that I know that are, you know, successful and maybe they, you know, had a different way of doing it in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but I, I want to know because, you know, could I take what they're, knowledges from the past and apply it to today's world and then use what I know to, you know, propel forward. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good point. Because I think there is a lot of foundational stuff that still holds true and works of well. Of course. Yeah. Um, some old school sales folks, it's like, that's just human nature and psychology. And now we're trying to do it online, but it's still yeah. humans, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's humans yeah. talking to humans. Absolutely. No, you made a good point. I think a lot of people kind of use social media to entertain and turn their brain off uh, and YouTube and everything, right? It's recreational and, and there's some amount of recreational entertainment that's, I think is okay. But I think people miss the opportunity of social media being an educational resource and, and YouTube being an educational resource. And like you said, it's like, there are so many free resources that there's no reason to not continue your education. I talk about this with people I coach where, you know, sometimes much younger folks will reach out and they're like, I can't really afford coaching. I'm like, I've got six years of content I've written. <laughs> That's right. free. Yeah. Go read it. Like how to write your resume, how to do a good job interview. It's like, go read it. It's totally free. All it takes is your time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I encounter that too, it. because, you know, I kind of pivoted from being just a realtor to now I'm a realtor and I'm kind of flipping houses every so often. Um, and then the market got so hot after COVID that like I had no time to yeah. do anything but be a realtor. Like I was, you know, sure. selling 50, 60 <laughs> houses hot. a year. Yeah. Like I was so busy. I couldn't do anything else. 
Um, and, and then as the market has kind of transitioned again a little bit, I've been able to, you know, kind of pivot again and, and I'm still, you know, performing right. and still selling houses, but it's given me the ability to kind of grow in other ways and, you know, kind of cir- circling to your point, um, I've, I began kind of coaching people, right. And coaching them on yeah, how to, yeah. how to be a good realtor or how to, you know, identify investment opportunities and, and be a good, you know, real estate investor. And you can tell the people that are serious, um, and the people that sure. are just kind of, you know, want the free, the free stuff right. because, uh, yeah. you know, I, I've spent and, and as have you many, many hours kind of honing in on my craft. Um, so if you, sure. if you want if you want me, you got to pay for me. Otherwise you can go get my free stuff, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. Um, and a lot of folks who listen to this are you know, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs or want to be business owners. Yeah. And you've pointed out something that I've talked about a lot is like, don't have a single income stream, which makes you so vulnerable and fragile. Cause like you said, the market could be super hot and you're just so busy doing real estate. You can't do anything else. And yeah. there's times it cools off and it's like, now what? And I know people yeah. who get in that situation are like, Oh, I'm not making as much money this year. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't get as scary if you have other income streams. So if you're yep. doing coaching, which I think and I talk about this, anybody who's been successful in their primary career can easily be a coach. Cause mm-hmm. there's so many folks that you could reach back and say, let me show you what I've learned, the lessons I've learned, the mistakes I made that you don't have to make. Yeah. All, that's, that's coaching basically. Yeah. Um, and the investment properties and all that kind of stuff. So important to have multiple revenue streams as a entrepreneur or solopreneur. It's really, you got to diversify like anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You know, I can tell, you know, when, when everything's constricting, you know, and, and if you want, yeah. I've had that one revenue stream, right. And it's like, I don't have a deal closing this month. <laughs> like, okay, sure, I, have, yeah. I have enough money to now get what? <laughs> through, but what if this happens again and again, right? Uh, That's right. You, yeah. you know, or, or you, if somebody's, you know, just starting out and they're trying to build a business, obviously that's going to be very difficult. Um, if that's right. the only source of money that you have coming in and, and, you know, I have friends who, you know, are business owners and entrepreneurs that have, you know, that have succeeded and failed. And, you know, sure. that, failure is always part of it. I always say I'm failing forward when I fail because not everything that I've done has had success, right? I, I take everything sure. as, as yeah. a lesson and things happen for me, not to me, right? Um, but having multiple revenue streams gives you that kind of breath and kind of you yeah. can, you know, let your shoulders down and be like, okay, I, I don't have to stress and I can be more productive and I can, you know, be a better version, more clear, you know, thought of mind or train of thought when I'm, you know, not worried if I'm going to have money to pay my mortgage right. this month, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't go into fight or flight mode, right? We're humans and we're animals. It's so when we're feeling desperate and things aren't so good, we don't make good decisions. Right. You know, right. that's, that's the truth is you got to be in a place of kind of calm and knowing you're going to be okay to make better decisions and to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good way to do it is to diversify. Um, so one thing I've noticed is over the last year or two years, you've really amped up your social media marketing yeah, uh, and you've invested a lot in it. Can you talk a little bit more about that decision and what that's been like and how that's helped you with your business and what you do? Yeah. So it was super awkward at first. Um, Sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's not something that's comfortable for most people, and yeah, it's unnatural, yeah. you know. And 
I, it was just like, you want, most of us don't want to be vulnerable and feel stupid. Right. right. And it yeah. really yeah. did. And even still, you know, I, I still, <laughs> I still, you know, grab my phone and I'm looking at it and I'm talking to it and I still feel stupid. Right. But it's fine. <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Um, but I, I've really noticed that, you know, as I've been able to grow, um, with, you know, my comfort in staring into a camera and talking into a camera, right, right. um, yeah. I, I've been able to connect with a lot more people, right? I think for me, yes, you know, yeah. my reach has started started to grow exponentially because of that, right? I'm not only talking to people that I'm meeting in person or, you know, maybe, you know, two, you know, two pieces re- removed or however that right, statement right. go. I'm, I'm speaking to the masses. I'm talking to people across the mm. world um, and I, I'm able to get my message out you know, whether it be about real estate, you know, sales or transacting as an agent or, you know, real estate investing or whatever the case may be. Um, And I've been able to develop some great relationships with people that then take my content and reach out to me and they have questions. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, oh, wow. So what I said is valuable. Like it actually does add value. My whole goal is to add to value to somebody's life. Right. Um, Right. And through the social media growth I've had, you know, I've, I've made significant money, um, just because people see what I'm doing and they're like, Hey, I want to a work with this guy or, Hey, I have right. you know an issue yeah. that he can solve. Right. Um, whether it be a house that they need to get rid of. Um, so I've been able to touch, you know, different, different sectors that otherwise I wouldn't have been able to. Um, and, and it's not right. always easy coming up with content ideas is not, you know, something that always flows <laughs> yes. easy. It's like, okay, what am I going to film right. today? You know, um, but doing <laughs> things naturally, like I have an assistant who is, you know, there and he's able to film me while I'm out in, you know, the field doing things. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, and, and, that stuff's cool. Very yeah. Cool. And it gives people a perspective that they otherwise typically aren't going to get. Right. And that helps mm-hmm. the engagement. Um, and I, I think social media is super underrated. I, I watched somebody like Gary Vee and he talks about that. Right. Like it is literally yeah. free. You get on there I know. for free <laughs> and you can talk to millions of people. Like yeah. where else can you tell the world who you are, what yeah. you do and, and all the information about yourself for free? Right. I mean, you can't do it on TV. That's you can't right. do it on radio. You can't do it anywhere, you know? So no, I cost just, you millions. It would. Yeah. I've had to yeah. get into that mindset. Like, okay, if I want to get where I want to be, you know, whether it be, you know, monetarily or the amount of lives I want to touch, or if I want to speak on stage to, you know, thousands of people, like I have to do this because it's not going away and right. it's going to exponentially yeah. help me grow, you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, I think for anybody out there that's considering that, you know, you just got to do it. It's, you know, just, it's either one day yeah, or day one, just yeah. grab your damn phone and film yourself. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it is, I think the thing that I've learned to make peace with over the years doing this is being human and being vulnerable is what people want to see. Mm-hmm. They can get polished TV on Netflix and Hulu and all that kind of stuff. They're like go watch yeah. the polished stuff. But yeah. for those of us that are just human beings in the world and putting stuff on social media, they want to see you being vulnerable. They want yeah. to see the mistakes, you know, Yeah, and that's hard at initially. And it's like, you, you talked about looking stupid, but it's like, you know what? People are very forgiving and they'd rather see somebody be human and make mistakes, you know? Right. Right. Uh, I, I think it, it, helps them, it helps them relate to you, you know? Um, yeah. 
I was getting, (laughs) it's funny. I was getting a massage like two weeks ago and the, the person giving me a massage, I I've known her, you know, through a couple people over the years, um, but not like directly, you know? And she was like, man, I love watching your social media. I'm like, you're like what like, this is a little awkward i'm laying here naked on your table She's like, i learned so much and this is so great oh, that's and I'm cool like, hey this wow. is it is cool and and then i was uh i was at the state capitol on a field trip i was chaperoning for my daughter and somebody walked up to me at the state capitol no idea who they were and they were like <laughs> you're nate davis and i was like yes I'm Nate Davis. And oh, they were like, wow. I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, isn't that crazy? That's yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm not used to that, you know, but it, it's, it just kind of shows you, okay, once I get that into my head or get out of my own head, you know, what kind of an impact you can have on people, you can change, literally change people's lives, you, you know? Yeah. It's weird. I've only had that happen. Like I'm not as famous as Nate. I had it happen once where I went somewhere and somebody came up and they said, Oh, I think I was going to have coffee locally here. And they said, Oh, I saw your video last week about the place you stayed, you know, over Nevada city. I was like, what? <laughs> like, Oh yeah. I watch your, I watch your Instagram. It's like, Oh man, this is weird. It's like, who yeah. Knew yeah. That people are watching. People are paying attention, but a hundred percent. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, Let's get to the end here and kind of wrap up. But what advice would you give someone who's just starting down the path, whether it's to become an agent or to become an investor in real estate, or even just to kind of be more of an entrepreneur like you've become? But what advice would you give a young person just started down this path? I, I think the the one thing that I wish I would have done sooner, um, and I wish mm-hmm. advice somebody would have given me was find a good mentor. Um, I think that's just such an underrated part of all of this. Um, and they don't even necessarily have to be in your field. It could be, you know, somebody to help your, your, your thought process or somebody that's just a life mentor. Um, but like I know in real estate, like I kind of said earlier, a lot of people look at somebody that's in the industry as kind of their foe, whereas you can really rely on them to help you through the bumpy Mm. times or kind of help you problem solve. Um, and that, I I think that goes for life. I've had life mentors from, you know, from the time I was out of high school all the way up and, you know, through to still to this day. Um, and I still have people that I rely on and I have a, you know, a close circle of friends that I can call, um, you know, when I need, you know, some advice, whether it's advice on, on my real estate transactions or, or whatever, or life, right. As a parent or a husband or a friend, whatever. Um, so, I mean, my number one piece of advice for anybody, whether you're, you know, an entrepreneur, solopreneur, getting into real estate, if you're a real estate investor, you know, find a good mentor, um, somebody that, mm. you know, can help you along, somebody that can be your cheerleader in the good times and the bad. Um, yeah. Because I think a lot of people, they, they find themselves surrounded by people when times are good, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and then when they're kind of going through the thick of it, if you look around and you don't have anybody in, in your corner, right. like, you know, it's going to be a lot harder. Um, so in in my opinion, a coach, a mentor, whatever it may be. Right. Um, I, I think that's something that can really, um, you can look at kind of something to pinpoint on like, okay, what is one of the the items that helps me most in my, my life and my career. And, and, and I think that that would be it for sure. I love that. No, that's fantastic. 
So where can people learn more about you, follow you? Where would you like people to, to come and follow and discover you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. Um, it's probably the, the main spot at uh, the.nate.davis. Um, you nice. can Google me, uh, Nate Davis Realtor. I'll be up there. Uh, my Facebook will show up. Um, but I'm most active on Instagram. Um, my okay. YouTube is, you know, still a work in progress. Uh, but I, I am on YouTube with some stuff as well and TikTok. Cool. Um, so uh, I, I believe if, you know, you post some links down below. But yeah, the I Davis. will. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Yeah. I'll share some links for the audience. If you want to check out the show notes, you can go find Nate, learn more, follow him and see some of the good stuff that he shares. He shares some really good stuff. Well, thanks for being on the show, Nate. We've been talking about this for years. But yeah. We finally got around to doing it. First time. First time. Yes. Next time we're <laughs> going to do it in person. Next time we'll. Yes. Yes. We'll go do a real studio setup and, and do something really fun. But that would be cool. I'd, I'd love that. Uh, thank you for your time, Larry. I really appreciate it. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with building the business of your dreams.